Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. On Tuesday, Steve Barry's latest adventure novel hits bookstands everywhere. The Last Kingdom is yet another action-packed chapter in the life of Cotton Malone. I recently talked with Barry about the novel and what has pulled the former U.S. special agent and rare bookstore owner out of retirement once again. No, he, he just can't get a, get a break. This time he gets called in by uh, a, a former colleague he's brought in and he thinks it's just a simple little thing but it turns into you know a little bit more you know Luke Daniels is his protege so he's he gets called in and he gets into an interesting adventure in one of my favorite places in the world Bavaria and one of my favorite historical characters King Ludwig II yeah I was going to ask um which came first the actual location or the story plot line oh the location was first of course yeah I, i've been to bavaria many times i love it there it's beautiful and i always wanted to do a story there i just never could quite figure it out and then i stumbled onto something interesting a piece of information that is true that's factual and it uh it just sort of the book began to gel after that i don't want to say what that is because it'll give away a big surprise in the novel and needless to say, Cotton we opens the book and we find Cotton kind of knee-deep or maybe waist-deep waist deep, in, yeah. <laughs> in things. And the intrigue um, starts, uh, starts from there. And as you, as you mentioned, um, Luke Daniels is, is featured in, in this one. I think in some of the previous adventures, they've, I don't know, maybe butted heads a little bit. I know, yeah. I know Cotton is his mentor, but um, it seems like they're, Luke's maybe, or maybe they're both on kind of the, the same page, and Cotton's trying to help him out here. This time, yeah, they're, I want their relationship to grow and mature, and it has quite a bit. Particularly Luke is growing and maturing. I mean, he's a younger version of Cotton, so he's more error-prone. It also sets up for later this summer, on June 27th, Luke's going to have his own adventure. He's getting his own book, his own adventure. There'll be three adventures with Luke Daniels, so I'm setting up for that to happen, and he's uh, kind of getting him ready to be on his own a little bit. But their their, their relationship is definitely evolving and, and, and changing as things go on. But this is a good interaction between the two of them. Well, help us kind of set the, set the stage here. We, we, we've got... The, the royal family of Bavaria that's, that's kind of grasping and wanting to reclaim their power and sovereignty over, over part of what is, is, is now part of Germany, obviously. We've got this beautiful backdrop of this historic city and all these different castles and, 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 and locales. And then we have this, I don't know if you call it a triad, you've got the Germans, the Chinese, and the Americans that are kind of interested in this... Thing. thing, we'll just call it thing. Yeah, thing that <laughs> yeah. Uh, is related to the to the royal family of, of Bavaria. Yeah, there's a connection, and like I said, it, I, I, I came across all this stuff, and it's all kind of cool stuff. You come across, but you have to say, well, can I make a book out of this? Can I make a story out of this? Is this something that can be woven together where it all kind of goes together? And and I was able to put it all together. It comes together very nicely. I can say this, and it won't give away in the book. It's a historical fact that Ludwig II, he suffered from mental illness. He, today, we would probably call him bipolar, or we would call him manically depressant. He had, he had some issues, and it affected his ability to rule. It affected his ability to function, but he was an imaginative fellow. He had a, an enormous imagination. And he sent a guy around the world to find him a new kingdom. He wanted to leave Bavaria, go to a new kingdom where he could rule as king and be whatever he wanted to be and be that magical 
image he had in his brain. And that is fact. And when I came across that, I said, now that's very interesting. But so I, what came to me is, what if he found that kingdom? What if he actually got that kingdom? And now China, the United States, and Germany all want it, but for different reasons. So that's really where the novel was born. Okay, let me ask this before I ask this. Can we talk about the Hawaiian connection here, or is that... Yeah, we can, sure. Okay, so I was, kind of a, the first left turn that kind of came out of the blue was this connection with the Hawaiian monarchy um, mm -hmm. and the king from Hawaii, and, and obviously a very... Um, um, uh, interesting individual in in his own right, and, and a, a somewhat checkered past in terms of relation with the United States and how how that yeah. all, all all transpired, and the the Knight's Grand Cross, which actually exists, it was actually yes. bestowed. That was just something had. No I came across that fact that the King of Hawaii one gave this award or cross or medal to various monarchs around the world. And in 1865, he gave it to Ludwig II, which fascinated me. How would the king of Hawaii in the middle of the Pacific Ocean even know, you know, connect with? But he did. He did connect with, and he did give him that. And that's what drew me in. And then I came across something you know, that we can't speak of, but I came across something that connected Hawaii up modern day, which was very, very fascinating to me, and it's, a, it's actually true and it's real. So this novel is a, is a connection between Germany and Hawaii, mm -hmm. which most people would say, how is that even possible? But, uh, but it actually is, and not only that, it's all real. And weaving, weaving China in, too, doesn't... Yeah, well, they come into play because the number one trading partner, the number one partner in the world with Germany is China, and that is a fact, too. So there, there's a huge connection between Germany and China. And so when I put it all together, and then with the quest for Bavarian independence, and there is a, a somewhat of a movement in Bavaria. They would love to be apart from Germany, but it's, not, it's probably not possible. But there's definitely feelings there, and Bavaria never endorsed the constitution of Germany, never signed on to anything. They were just sort of drug into Germany, and so they're kind of stuck there now. It's always interesting to kind of, walk the line of, of fact and fiction in, in, in your, your novels. And I was reading about, I forget what they're called, there's this, this kind of hooded sect that is there to uh, advance, I guess, the true rulers of Bavaria. That they actually well, exist. They exist. They do exist. The, the Black Hoods, is, 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 and they are, they are there, and they do exist. They've been there since the Middle Ages. They were prominent with Ludwig II. They were involved in his funeral that happened in, in 1886. Uh, they're still around to this day, and they're there. And I, uh, uh, you know, I, I came across them. I said, "No, uh, we're gonna got to use them. Got to bring them into this." So, as always, there's a, a kind of a, a, a new cast of, of 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 characters that show up. And and what I thought was really interesting was, was Trinity Dorner. Um, huh? She's kind of an ice princess. She is, and she's tough, and she. Uh, I like her character. You, you you're going to see some more of her in in future books. Uh, you're going to see some more of her coming into play as a as a new character uh, in Cotton's world. Uh, she she definitely she'll be back in uh, 2024. She'll be back in that story. So you're going to see some more of her, and she might become a little more prominent in Cotton's world. Uh, you know the the thing about a series. You know I've been doing this now. You know this is my 20. Uh, for me, uh, 20th year being published in 17 cotton novels, you know, you've got to evolve things. You've got to change things up some, and, and, and you know, Cotton's world is moving in that direction of some change. 
One of the other characters I thought was interesting that we maybe got a little more insight into is, is Warner Fox. Yep, he's changing too. There's uh, more than what seems to meet the eye initially with him, perhaps. Very much so. I mean, in the in the beginning, when Cotton first dealt with him, you know, uh, in Warsaw Protocol, they 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 butted heads horribly, and you know, Fox was very um, and and. I get accused all the time that Fox is named after Fox News. He's not. He's actually a high school friend of mine. <laughs> it's, it's actually there actually is a Warner Fox, and uh, so he, uh, you know, he he was very he was not a very good president. He was very arrogant. He was very self-absorbed, and he makes a mistake in Warsaw Protocol, a bad mistake. And now in uh, in Kaiser's in in Kaiser's Web. It was a little bit moving in the direction of, of, of fixing that a little bit, and now in this book, he's moving even more so in that direction. So he, he's, he's learning to, to lead. He's learning to trust the people under him. He's learning that you know Cotton Malone's not such a bad guy, and Malone's learning that Fox isn't such a bad guy. So there's an evolution of change going on there. Have we have we heard the last of the of the former president, Danny Daniels? Uh, he might pop up here and there, but he may be moving. It may be time for Danny to move on. I won't say never because I really like him. I like the character a lot. Um, he's a he's a great character. But I like uh, I like some of the new guys. Derek Coker, the new character, I like him a lot too. Uh, and you know, I like Trinity, that character. There's some new folks coming into the world. You know, to add a little new life to things, and, and that's what you got to do. You know, when you write a series, every book in the series has to be the same but different, the same but different, and that's a tough that's a tough order sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, play tour guide for us uh, a, a little, Steve. I know you 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 mentioned in a great detail uh, these some of these these beautiful historic places um, and these these castles that some may have called folly on the part of of Ludwig, but uh, just amazing places that oh, they're fantastic. They're 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 just amazing. Um, particularly, you know, New Feinstein was the castle that Walt Disney visited and modeled Sleeping Beauty's castle after after, and it inspired him. All three of those castles. Ludwig had his problems, but he had an incredible imagination and an incredible vision, and he built some buildings that have withstood the test of time and are still there. In fact, they're the they're the number one tourist attractions in Germany are these buildings. And it's just, they're just amazing. And I've always wanted to get cotton in that world and weave something around it. And this time I, I, I got it. You mentioned that you and your wife had been there on, on, on many occasions. And I know that, that that's part of the research process for you. Um, what, what's, what's got your attention for some of your coming settings? I mean, what, can, what might we expect when, when Luke, is on his own. Well, Luke's going to have a, his own adventure. It's a very interesting adventure. It deals with uh, the Kennedy assassination. So um, I'm tackling something that has fascinated people for a long, long time. It's something new relative to that, something that people may not know very much about. I know I didn't when I got into it. So he's going to have that adventure. It's going to—it's an overseas adventure, though. It all takes place in Europe, but it—but the the so what of the novel deals with the Kennedy assassination. And um, Luke will have, uh, yeah, I said, two more adventures that we're working on, which will be international adventures too. There'll be a little more adventure there than history, but there will be history there, uh, definitely. But a little more adventure, uh, action adventure to go with the. Uh, to go with that history. Cotton is going to stick with what he does best. Uh, he's going to be back in 2024 in a, in a, in a 
an adventure, a great adventure that deals with something fascinating to me, a subject that I knew nothing about and had to learn a lot about. I don't want to say what it is. I don't want to give it away right now. And yeah. and he'll be back in 2025 as well. So for the next three years, there's going to be two Steve Berry books a year. Oh, wow. Wow. So I, what is it that catches your 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 attention Cause when you're looking at the history involved and your potential potential plot lines? Because you you've really gone all over the all over the globe and a lot of obscure things. That, I do, uh, and that's one of the things that catches my eye. Obscurity is it something that we don't know a whole lot about? That's one thing that grabs me. The next thing is. Is it real? It has to actually be real, not a legend or folklore, but something that's real. And then the most important thing, it still has to matter today. And that's what I call the so what. And so I have to have all three elements in place before I can use something uh, from the past. I've been fortunate that I have, you know, there's been 20, 22 novels and I found it, and 23rd coming and 24th are coming. So I've been fortunate to find it, and I'm okay for the next couple of years. <laughs> so, do the I know we've talked we've talked in the past about about the characters and how they kind of how they kind of take on a on a life of, of of their own. But how do you how do you keep them fresh? Well, you have to change their personalities. You have, things have to change. They have to you know they have to adapt, or they have to change because of things that have come into into their life. Cassiopeia and Cotton are a perfect example. You know, they, they had a very tough relationship for a long time, but they settle down now and trust each other, and rely on each other. And I have to, you know, you have to use, not really use it, but, but explain that and then use it from the standpoint of making the characters grow. If, 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 they're, if they're the same every time, it gets a little boring. You know, of and you and then you know exactly what's going to happen, exactly what they're going to do. They need to have some unexpectedness to them, and and I try to have that with Cotton and with Cassiopeia, uh, and with and then with these new people coming into play, we have new personalities, new motivations. So that's what makes it fresh for me too, and I hope it makes it fresh for the reader. Well, there and there certainly is 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 an element of 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 timeliness in in the Last Kingdom, and and when people pick it up and read it, they'll figure out exactly what they that, will what that time was. they will see exactly what it is yes. <laughs> yes they will that's author steve barry his new novel is the last kingdom look for it at your local bookstores beginning on tuesday with this edition of in the author's voice i'm jeff williams